Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jacob. Hope this message gives you encouragement, perspective, and revelation from God to give to others. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Fusion Student Media, and also follow me on Instagram, at Jacob underscore Malasa underscore. We hope you enjoyed the message. I want to talk about masks. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about is, uh, how many of you in here really enjoyed the mask mandate that they gave? Raise your hand. If, if you raise your hand, <laughs> uh, how many of y'all, obviously, okay, so honestly, for me personally, I hate the mask mandate. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I respect who wears it, but at the same time, it's just like, eh. how many of y'all wear a mask, even, like, if you go into a place and you say, like, I, I, like they, don't, they don't want you to wear the mask, you don't have to, but you still wear it just to be safe? Yeah, there's a few people. Yeah, okay. You're trying to be safe. You're trying to protect yourself. You don't want to catch the, uh, the COVID. So you're trying to, you know, keep yourself intact. I get, I get it. Um, okay. So obviously some of us know, if you know, you know, one of the funniest things is that how they put it on. Have you seen those videos where they try to put it on and stuff like that? Like some of them wore it as like on their face to try to wear it as, uh, Underwear, whatever, they tried to wear it some type of way, trying to make it as a joke. It wasn't as funny, but, um, but, but a lot of them wear masks. Actually, what's funny is I have a little, I have a little short story. I, a friend of mine that I'm really close with, um, I, I couldn't recognize him. He was wearing the mask and sunglasses at the same time, like stripped him of his identity. I couldn't even see who he was. And so he walks up and he's like, bro, I was like, What's up? And he, he goes, he's like, he's like, dude, I've seen you in forever, man. I'm like, yeah, I had no idea who he was. And then he, and then he took it all off and I'm like, brother, like, I didn't know who he was. I couldn't pay attention because he had the mask on, the glasses on, could not tell who he was. It was the funniest thing. I was like, dude, you were unrecognizable when I saw you, bro. That was, that was the funniest thing. Now, now I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get deep on y'all. I couldn't recognize him because of what he was wearing on the outside. I couldn't tell who he was. I couldn't tell what his identity was because he was wearing a mask. You follow me? He was wearing a mask. The reality is, is that we, we all wear masks in some way, shape, or form for protection, not just because of a virus, but maybe because of something stronger than a virus sometimes, a hurt. Sometimes it's in a way that it's physically, emotionally, mentally, We've all been hurt, so that's why we put on masks. I told you I was going to go deep on y'all. I wasn't going to try and go too crazy real quick, but I had to. I had to. A lot of times we put masks because we've been hurt by someone before. Many of us wear a mask to hide from other people because we've been hurt by friends, family, possibly even a church or this church, whatever. And, and, and I want to talk to you tonight about that. Because we all wear masks. We all wear one. For example, your parents see you one way and your friends see you another. That's wearing a mask. You don't want to show off how you feel to some of your friends because you're afraid of what they'll think of you when you show them your true personality that God gave you. That's wearing a mask. You are afraid and scared of of opening up in a relationship because you've been hurt before, so you try not to do it again, so you wear it with a mask. It's pretty, it's pretty heavy and deep, but, but, but all of us wear a mask in some way, shape, or form, whether it's our mental place, maybe it's our emotional place, 
Maybe it's by what we wear that defines us through a mask so we don't have to show our pain. And I want to talk to you about that tonight and how Jesus is involved with your mask. But I want, I want to show you this. Psalm 91, verses 1 through 10 is going to be on the screen. But if you want to follow along, you can open the Bible app or if you have your Bible with you. Psalm 91, verses 1 through 10, it says this. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalk you in the darkness, nor the plagues that destroy at midday. Here's verse 7. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand on your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge... And you make the most high your dwelling. He's saying if you make God the dwelling, the safe place of your life, it says no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. God is a safe place. But I want to talk about the difference between the shadow of the Almighty and the shadow of a mask. Because it's very different. I want, I want you, if you're taking notes, some of y'all, I want you to write this down. Your mask, it's on the screen, man. Your mask is a bad, safe place. Your mask is a bad, safe place. Here, here at church, we, we take a curriculum in a class called Inner Healing. It's like, it's like Christian therapy, but, but obviously God's involved with it. And, and one of the things that you learn in Christian therapy is a safe place. And, and, and it's one of the coolest things because if you know what a safe place is, like, like, like if you're anxious at school, you know your safe place. Or, or if, if, if it's crazy at home, then you know your safe place. Well, well, we learn that a safe place involves God in it. And so, like, for example, they, they, they ask you, okay, what's your favorite place to be? So I, I, for me personally, I'm, I'm going to tell you on my safe place. It's like I love watching the sunset. There's something about it that's, like, very comforting because it's, like, it's really shining bright on you. I can't really see every time I have a sunset when I see one, but at the same time, it's just, it's a comforting thing to have. And I always imagined me on a hill with a tree sitting on the back of the tree. So I'm just relaxing, seeing the sunset. That's just the most comforting thing to me. So when I had the safe place, it was like I was above on the hill and there was a city down underneath the hill, but there were so many clouds that I couldn't see the the noise and the in the chaos and the chaos of the city and i was there on that tree stump sitting on the back of it while i was on this hill and jesus showed up and god showed up right there and and and, one, and what's funny and i realized this last week one of my favorite one of my main love languages is quality time if you spend time with me we homies all right that's like my favorite thing besides physical touch but 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 quality time is like is like the stuff all right so I realized that, that Jesus was spending time with me. He knew what my love language was. And I never really talked about it. I never even prayed about it. But God knew who I was. He was intentional with who I was. And he spent time with me. That's a safe place. But a mask is very different. A mask is very different. Here's the difference between God's covering and a mask covering. The mask, nothing changes. Nothing changes. When you wear a mask, when you shadow under a mask, nothing gets done in your life. So 
you're feeling anxious, you're feeling upset, something's going on at school, something's going on in your life, something's going on in your family, and all of a sudden you're trying to stay in a place, in a mask, because you get to hide from it from a little bit. But that's the issue. You just hide from it, and then you got to go back into it. you got to go back into the same situation, the same struggle, the same dysfunction, because the mask gets you nowhere. But with God... As the Almighty, as you go under his mighty hand, his mighty wing, he refreshes your soul. He refreshes your heart. He gives you a better perspective. He gives you, I'm telling you something right now. Every every time I spend with God, every time I spend time with him, I see God in every situation. No matter if it's a painful situation or 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 a hard situation, I see God in everything. And that's what, That's what the presence of God does for me is I see things in a different way. And that's what I encourage you with, that a mask gets you nowhere, but God's covering gets you somewhere. So I want to talk a little bit more about, I shared that little piece, but but I want to show you how Jesus is involved with the mask and how he wants, let me tell you something deep, Jesus wants you to take off your mask. Jesus really wants you to take off your mask because the one thing I learned was before I, I got into this position, God told me, he said, Jacob, look, I love you. I appreciate you. You have a heart after me, but I got to tell you something. I cannot use what is inauthentic. That's what he told me. And the reason why he told me that was because God wants to use all of you, not a fake side of you, right? He doesn't want to use a plastic Oriana. I'm just making a, a thing. Oriana's plastic, man. She's like a doll, bro. It's like, but um, but 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 plastic, fake, inauthentic. It's hard for God to use that because He wants to use you, not what you give to other people. He wants to use the you that you have, but He can't do that when you're somebody else, when you're something else. And that's what I believe. This is gonna open your eyes. There's three things that cause a mask: pain. Fear and anxiety, pain, fear and anxiety, and shame. And I want to show you how Jesus is involved in all three of those things. The first thing I want to talk about is Jesus will create purpose from your pain. Jesus will create purpose from your pain. And I talked to you guys about last week about my mental health and how I've, I've gone through some really significant struggles, not as major, but I've gone through a couple of things in, in the past four years and and, and I, I always ask God, God, why? And I told you guys last week, like, God, what do you mean? Why am I struggling with this? Why am I dealing with this? Why did they leave, etc.? Why did this have to happen? But I realized that God used the situation I thought was painful for a great purpose in my development and walk with him. See, that's, God uses the pain in a purpose. After the pain is over, the purpose starts to kick in. A phrase that I want you to to understand is that no pain comes without a later purpose. Pain, no pain comes without a later purpose. So So if you're going through pain right now, I want you to know that there's a purpose right after that. Because if you just think you're just going through pain just to go through pain, that's a lie from the devil. That's a lie from the enemy. Because guess what? God's using the pain that you're enduring in right now And he's using it for a purpose for you to develop in your walk with Jesus. He's using it to develop your walk. Look at, look at Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted 
and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Now, the reason why I say this is because you probably ask yourself, okay, I get it. There's a purpose at the end of the pain. But what happens while I'm in it? I feel like I'm walking this by myself. God said, I'm close to the brokenhearted. I'm close. I'm not distant. He says he's close to the brokenhearted. Let me tell you something. Any, everything that the Bible says, because the Bible says, in quote, God, the Lord is a promise keeper. That means he keeps his promises. That means he doesn't lie. He doesn't bail out like people do. God keeps his promises. So what does that mean? That means anything that the Bible says that God's going to do, he's going to do it. He will always do it. So when he says he's close to you when you're brokenhearted and he's close when you're crushed in spirit, that's truth. That's legit. And I can detect, and I can, I can testify for that. God's been in my life. God's, God set me free from some things. He's been close when I was hurt. And he can be in the same place for you. Even if you don't see it, God is always close. We don't have to conceal ourselves in pain. Pain is a mask. You hide your pain because you feel like you're a burden to somebody else. You're not a burden to God. You're not a burden to Jesus. If we try to conceal it, it, the pain will get worse. The Lord promises to be close to those who are hurting. So I want you to know, as the pain that you deal with, that you don't talk to people about. You don't talk to people about that. You feel like you can't talk about pain in church because you're holier than thou and, and, and you wear a halo on your head and you have like like the best outfit no rib jeans, whatever. I wear a skirt. I, some of us wear skirts. All right. So, but, but, but what I want you to know is, is that, is that God, I've, I've learned this. I have tried my best to clean up before meeting him. I've tried my best to clean up before meeting him. Not even in, in an unintentional way. I just did it. I was just like, okay, okay. I can't ask for forgiveness yet because I just did this and now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fix this. But this is how powerful God is. This is how sovereign he is. He's sovereign enough, godly enough, but also loving enough to meet you where you are no matter what you've done or what you're contagious with. Jesus healed a leopard. And in times like that, because Jesus was a priest, the priest was not supposed to touch the leopard because he would be dirty. He would be unclean. He would get the disease. But Jesus was no ordinary priest. He was the son of God. And he was able to touch that leper and heal him because this is what the Lord wants you to know. He will meet you wherever you're at. He will meet you in a, in a bad moment. So understand that your pain has a purpose, but understand that he's with you in that pain. Point number two is, is that Jesus will fight against your fears. Fear causes anxiety. I've realized that. If you get really anxious, fear is like the core ripping of what anxiety comes from. I thought anxiety was the root for a long time. So I was like, okay, the Bible says don't be anxious about nothing and pray about everything and and give thanks. It's like, that's great. That that works for me. But But then I start to realize that fear, fear causes you to distrust God. This one guy said it was kind of, it was kind of a heavy hitter because I was like, oh, this is, this is kind of mind boggling. But, but a lot of the times in the Bible, Jesus or the Lord has always said to not be afraid, not be afraid for it is I. He's always said that in the Old Testament, New Testament, all of that. I, this guy said this phrase. He said, your fear is offensive to God. And I didn't know what it meant at first. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. How, God doesn't get offended. He's holy. He's perfect. He's not like us. No. But but 
It's like, it's like, for example, he made this analogy. If Superman came to a burning building, everyone saw Superman right there. They know he can, he can take the, the fire out. He can save the people. And they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And they see Superman right there. I think Superman would get offended. Because here's the deal. When you see someone all powerful there and you are still in fear, that's offensive. Because God, you should know if you trust God, you wouldn't all, always live in fear. Because here's the deal that I had to learn. Because I was anxious, I had a lack of trust. When I was in an anxious moment, I, I did not choose to trust God. And that's what fear does, is that it causes anxious moments to where you can't trust God. Isaiah 41, 11 through 13. This is also a prophecy that, that the Lord promises. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. When we begin to fear, I believe God reminds us of who he is. Because like I just said, because they didn't, because they saw, like in an analogy, if you see Superman there, you're not going to freak out. It's Superman. He can, he can, he's like all powerful or whatever in the DC comics or whatever. He has that power. Doesn't God have more than that? When you read his word, when you understand how sovereign and powerful he is, he promises that you should not fear for he will help you. For you can't fear for he'll be with you. That's what he said in his word. So when I see that, it, it gains, I gain trust with God. When I see that I can trust him and I don't have to be afraid, I can trust. And that brings less fear within me. He calls you his servant. He wants you to serve him. He wants you to trust him. He wants your worship in the way that even though it's, you're afraid of something, God is still there to meet you. He's still there to help you. Your worth is so great in the eyes of the Lord. When we feel insecure, and doubt who God is, it causes us to live in fear and anxiety. We hide behind the mask because we law, we, we, look, this is how we are as humans. We forget to trust God sometimes. You know that. So I know that. I do that sometimes. Sometimes it's, I for completely forget to trust God. I completely forget to trust in the one who made me. Uh, that's always, it's always a thing that happens. But, but every time that happens, and thank God, God is a gracious God, because he will always remind you of who he is and what he can do. And once he reminds you of who he is and what, you, and what he can do, you can trust him. You don't have to be fearful and anxious. The third and final thing I want to talk about is Jesus frees us from shame. Jesus frees us from shame. And I want you to ask yourself um, this question. That I think sometimes we ask ourselves this, but we don't really process it and understand it in a way. Do you feel like you are pretending to be someone that you're not? Like you aren't able to truly be your real self? That you have to act a certain way for people, but you can't be who God's created you to be because you're afraid of what they'll say. That's called a, a, a scare. That's a people pleasing phase. The Bible, the Bible, not the Bible, I'm sorry. This, this one Christian doctor, he, he made this reference 
when it comes to acting a certain way with people and acting a certain way by yourself. He calls it the imposter syndrome. And what that means is, is that you are, what you, among us reference, someone's the imposter, right? Someone, this is, this is a phrase of what, of what he goes by. He says the imposter syndrome is something that when you are something else in public, but you, your real self in private. And that was the one thing that, that really stuck out to me is that some of us have that imposter syndrome. Some of us live in a way outside of the walls of our house, but then we live a different way, the true way, on the inside of our household. That is what the imposter syndrome does. That's a mask. It's a mask. I'm not saying like, like you, like you just, you constantly, cause I know a lot of people care about their image and, 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 and I get that. I do that too. It's, it's, sometimes it's very important. But, but when you are genuine at the house, but you're fake outside the house, there's a there's an issue in your heart, and God wants to deal with that. God wants to deal with that when you have, when you act a certain way, when you're genuine on the outside, but then you try to act tough. You try to be genuine on the inside, but you act tough on the outside. That's a mask. When you are completely different from the inside from the outside. I want you, I want I want to I want to read this to you how you can live in this freedom. Like I said, God's a promise keeper. So I want you to read this with the mindset of God keeps his promises. Romans 10, 11 says this, as the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Anyone who believes in him, he's talking about Jesus, you know, God, you know, all the man upstairs, what they call him. Anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Sometimes it's hard to hear that because you still deal with shame. I still deal with shame. I ain't gonna lie. I'll be real with y'all. I ain't perfect. I deal with shame. Sometimes I feel like it, well, you know what shame does? This is what it acts as you. I'm not good enough. That's what shame does. You know what else shame, shame does? I'll never measure up to how my parents are or, or how my siblings are. My siblings are so much better than me. I feel like a, like a, like a useless thing. That's what shame does. Shame holds you back from being who God's truly made you to be. Shame is actually the mask. Shame is the mask that starts everything else because this is what it does. Because you don't feel like you are 100% of what God wants you to be, you put on the mask because you're ashamed of who you are. So you don't show people who you are because you're afraid of what they'll say. And that's where shame, because guess what? Shame also stands for humiliation. It also means all that stuff. So when I say this, shame is the mask. Shame is the mask. You shouldn't have to wear a mask to hide something that God has made you free in. You don't have to hide in something that is inauthentic so that you don't have... Look, let me tell you something. Who cares? Who cares what people think? Let me tell you something. When you're a child of God, this is the perks of it. You don't give a darn scoot about what people think. Yeah, I know that was a word I made up. You don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I've said this before, but look to your neighbor and say, it doesn't matter. Look to your other neighbor and say, for real. Look to your other neighbor and say, I'm legit. God if you are a child of God, you don't have to care about what people say because validation doesn't matter compared to what God says about you. Come on, y'all. 
This, this is what God spoke. Listen, let me tell you something. Jesus was always opinionated by people. Pharisees, people who told him what he needed to be and what not to be, even in his own town, even in his own hometown. He, aren't you a carpenter? They labeled him these things. They gave an opinion about him. They gave an opinion about him. But guess what Jesus did? Jesus wasn't fixed on the opinions of people. He was fixed on the will of his father. He was fixed on what God wanted him to do. My question is, are you? Are you? So I want to end this saying this tonight. Take off your mask. I think God wants you to do that tonight. And I think he wants to speak to you in that way. He wants you to take off your mask. I want everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes. And you can also stand up as well. Um, you can shut down the light stream. Y'all can stand up. Y'all can stand up. I want to take this moment. And let me tell you something. What sucks about wearing a mask is that some people will find out. Because the Bible says sin will find you out. The, Jesus always knew what the Pharisees were thinking. So, so if you believe that you can hide from what you do or what you deal with, it's not, that's not, it's not the case. The Bible says that your sin will always find you out. Because sin is not your friend. It's not. It's out to kill you. It's out to mess you up. And it stops you from knowing the love of God. It stops you from pursuing the love of God because it keeps you in a place where it's like, I'm okay with where I'm at. And that's when I had talked about a while back about me loving my sin. It wasn't because I was just struggling with it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. That's a scary place to be. But let me tell you something. That always finds it out. Let me tell you something. You can try your hardest to cover it up, but I don't want you to reach a point where you're going to be ashamed of what people think, what you do. But I want God to meet you tonight in this moment. And, 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 I, want, and I, I wanted to take this, this moment of healing for you because a mask is a big deal. But, but I'm going to ask for something tonight. We're going to do something different tonight that we haven't done in a while, and I want to do this tonight. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I need my life group leaders to come up, stand up by the televisions or whatever. Thank you, Jesus. We want to pray with you tonight. It was put on our hearts that we wanted to pray for you because we, I'm going to be honest with you. I dealt with a lot of image as a kid. I thought I had to act a certain way, look a certain way, talk a certain way to be accepted. Let me tell you something. If God accepts you, it doesn't matter what people think, man. Because if I am controlled by what people think, I'll never be able to be what God's created me to be. So I want to take this moment, every head bowed and every eye closed. I'll be up as, as well here to pray for you. But if you're dealing with fear, shame, anxiety, pain, maybe you're dealing, you feel like, Jacob, I feel like a hypocrite, man. I feel like I, I, I try to do my best, but then I fail, and I feel like I have to look a certain way in church. Let me tell you something. God is going to meet you wherever you are at right now. No matter if you're dealing with it right now, 
No matter if you've been dealing with it and you don't want to talk about it, God wants to meet you here. So I have Treve, Elijah, Ashlyn, and Anna, and also me as well. We want to meet you in prayer here. Because guess what? One day, it's not us that you're going to have to explain yourself to. It's your Father in Heaven you're going to have to explain to. You can, you can upset your friends. You can upset your parents. But let me tell you something. Nothing is worse than disappointing and breaking the heart, Father's heart with the mask that you wear. He wants you to unmask and be healed by who you really are. So you don't have to raise your hand, but just in this moment, if you need prayer for any of those things, if you feel like, Jacob, I want to be healed and I don't want to wear this mask anymore, I want you to be bold. I know God is tugging on some of your hearts tonight. I believe he wants you to meet him with some of our team and we want to pray for you. We want to, we want to intercede with you about the mask that you wear. And so I'm, we're going to take about a couple of minutes and I want to pray for anyone. If any of you need prayer for anything, even what this message talked about, I want to pray for you in this moment. You can come up. Praise God. God put this on my heart about mask and, and this was a category I didn't talk about, but, but it was on my heart. Perfection is a mask. Yeah. I've learned that perfection is a mass. And I know some of us grew up in church. I know some of us have godly parents. And, and yeah, my parents were, were godly too. But, but let me tell you something. Anyone in here that, that regrets not having favorable parents, I promise you we're in that same boat. And I want to talk to everyone in here who deals with perfection. The Pharisees thought they were perfect. They thought they, because they knew all the scripture. They knew, they knew all things. They knew how to treat the Sabbath. They knew the laws, everything. But, but, but God's not looking for perfection. He's looking for surrender. He's not looking for you to act right, look right, sound right. Like I said, perfection is a mask, but, but surrender is real. So I want to take a couple, just about a minute or two. I feel like someone in here needs the prayer of perfection taken off of you. Let me tell you something. Perfection will kill you. Because you'll look like this on the outside, but then you'll be dying on the inside. That's not good. God doesn't want you to die in that place. Even if you're like, bro, man, I got it all together, man. I'm good. I'm fine. Listen, when someone says they're fine, I know for sure they're not fine, right? Unless you have a good excuse, but 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 sometimes you're not fine. Sometimes I'm not fine. Let me tell you something. I want, I, want to, I want to strike that tonight. I want the Lord to speak to you on that perfection tonight. And if you come up, you're, gonna, you're going to be blessed by God in a way that he wants to meet you, taking off a mask in perfection. So I just want to take a couple more minutes again before we leave. And I want you, if you were dealing with that, it's not, listen, no one's going to judge you for that. Let me tell you something. A tax collector came up to Jesus and, and he wanted to follow Jesus. And that's a tax collector. Back then, those were the most money-hungry people and they thought they were perfect. But this one decided, I want to follow you, Jesus. So let me tell you something. You might look perfect. You might sound perfect. Heck, you might act perfect. But there's something in you that God wants to deal with. He's not looking at your outward appearance. He's looking at your heart. So I want to take a couple of minutes again and just nail that and if you if you still even need prayer for anything else come up and we want to pray for you